And for the next little bit, home of Peter Mullen with uh, health and well-being. Peter, uh, great to have you with us again today. Um, we want to first touch on a, a bit of a topic that uh, become very, very uh, prevalent across uh, around the place in recent years, IBS. Yeah, g'day, Mark. It's lovely to be talking with you again. Same. Now, gut health. Gut health is, um, you know, as a naturopath, like the, the two most common things that people sort of see us for, um, probably fatigue, um, and stress is number one. They're sort of neck and neck. And then secondly, it's gut health issues. And for us, like that's an area that naturopaths can really help people with is anyone struggling with gut health problems, particularly when they've been everything and tried everything else. So, so how do you know that you've got I mean, what is it, it pretty much uh, some of the, the hallmarks of having IBS, irritable bowel syndrome? Well, look, it's quite common, as you mentioned. You know, it's estimated to affect, you know, at least one in five people nationally. And IBS is really what we call a functional bowel disorder. So it's not just what you're eating. It's a combination of a whole host of things. And the symptoms associated can include constipation and or diarrhea, um, urgency, um, bloating's a really big one, um, wind, um, tummy pain is a really big one as well. And then there's all the other symptoms associated as well, particularly things like fatigue, brain fog, and, you know, even anxiety and low mood have all been linked back to that whole IBS sort of picture. All right. If we're identifying some of those particular symptoms there, uh, how do we fix it? How do we bring ourselves out of the IBS uh, uh, footprint there, Peter? Well, look, the, there's, there's top most... Top six, six, the six drivers of IBS that I come across a lot. So keep in mind, first and foremost, it's a functional problem. It's where the messages from the brain that regulate the peristaltic action of the gut or the digestive tract are being interfered with somehow and the messages aren't getting through and the bowel's not working in the way that it should. So, and lots of triggers for that. Now, one thing that can make IBS worse or can contribute to the development of IBS is the lack of fibre. And um, lack of fibre for two reasons. Number one, we need the bulking action, but also number two, fibre and also the chemicals in the fibre called polyphenols are nutrients or food for our good bacteria. So having a healthy gut microbiome, of course, is really important to have a healthy gut function. So Lack of fibre, you know, for those two reasons. And next up, you've got consumption of the FODMAP. So what's the FODMAP? Well, this is a, this is a dietary approach often recommended, but to my mind, that following a FODMAP diet doesn't really go far enough to really address all the underlying drivers for IBS, but it's a dietary approach that can help ease a lot of the symptoms initially. And FODMAPs are fermentable um, starch and sugar-containing molecules in a wide range of foods that if these um, FODMAPs or these food particles aren't digested properly, they can end up in the large bowel where they're fermented by the bacteria that are there, particularly if it's the wrong balance. So FODMAPs are foods that cause bloating and wind and gas and can include things like fructose, um, which is fruit sugar, can include lactose, which is the sugar in milk, uh, fructans, which is the sugar-type molecule in wheat, garlic and onion, so, and even... Um, um, polyols, which are also in apples and watermelons. So this is where particularly, and also then you've got your, your beans and, and lentils, anything that traditionally causes gas, they're all part of this FODMAP approach. 
All right, I will just rip through the other the other couple here. Food intolerances, which kind of goes into that a little bit. Um, infection as well, if you're not uh, bouncing back from a gut infection. But the gut-brain axis is pretty interesting, Peter. Yeah, look, it is, Mark, and, and it's this connection. And actually, I was at a seminar this weekend, and there's some amazing new research coming out that... We've talked about this for a while on this show. Like, I'm a massive fan of if you get the gut right, then a lot of other things will definitely improve. So um, a lot of research now actually connecting our gut and our microbiome, which is the balance of good and bad gut bugs, with diabetes, pre-diabetes, insulin resistance, and that goes with um, obesity and weight issues as well, that certain gut bugs predispose or may contribute to the development of these conditions. But, Mark, the really interesting new news is that the same gut bugs that relate to insulin resistance, prediabetes, and obesity may also play a role with um, our brain health and cognitive health long-term and may even be a link to dementia and Alzheimer's. And diabetes and blood sugar dysregulation has long been associated with people's risk for developing brain conditions like dementia and Alzheimer's, but there's a strong correlation now with the gut. So even more important, with diabetes and um, mental health or cognitive health brain issues becoming, you know, exploding the numbers, um, yeah, even more important to get back to gut and gut health. And the final one is, of course, the gut flora. And then, again, I guess we've sort of talked about that a bit with the microbiome and you know, making sure you're eating that wide range of prebiotic food, which provide the fibre and the polyphenols, like um, even chocolate, Mark, cocoa, cacao or cocoa in chocolate. Don't do this to me. (laughs) Come on. Chocolate, red wine, you know, these are all foods that are actually high in these polyphenols, these chemicals that can encourage a good, healthy gut flora. So, Phew, but it's okay. <laughs> making, making, the, making the healthier choices. It's like, you know, the 75% plus dark chocolate is going to be better for your gut microbiome. You know, a little bit of red wine, you know, every so often, but not, you know, half a bottle every day. Like, it always comes back to moderation. But there is some good news because there are some great foods that we love that also encourage a healthy gut microbiome. All right, a couple of things to keep in mind there. If uh, any of those symptoms were uh, going off as alarm bells in your mind, could be a an IBS bout. Peter Mullen from Health and Wellbeing, thank you so much for your time. Mate. Looking forward to uh, catching up with you again down the road and seeing you as well. Have a great day. Thanks, Mark. You too.